this is always a great feature of Pilco Show on a Monday when we look at our state and different parts of our state. Today, the new South Australian Road Safety Strategy. We can help shape the development of the new 10-year road safety strategy to reduce lives lost and serious injuries on our roads with the launch of Community Consultation. Two guests today to talk about that. Sarah Clark from the Department of Infrastructure and Transport, Director of Road Safety and Policy Research. Sarah, welcome. Thanks, Lee. Thank you for coming in. And we have Bob Gray, the SAPOL Superintendent Officer in Charge of Traffic Services Branch. Superintendent, Bob, thanks for coming in as well. Great to see you. Thank you, Lee. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, the State Government, we're developing a new road safety strategy to guide safety directions and investment up to 2031. The key education and, I guess, the enforcement of this, Bob, when it comes to the Fatal Five, can you walk us through that and how we're going to continue that? Okay, so the Fatal Five are the evidence-based causes of uh, lives lost and serious injury crashes on our roads. Um, and in the last five years, 79% of all fatalities and 64% of all serious injuries have had a causation factor of one of the Fatal Five or more. Fatal Five are drink and drug driving, speeding, distraction, seatbelts and dangerous road users. So obviously um, we'll incorporate that into the strategy and make sure we do as much as we can to mitigate the harm on our roads. Is it all about education and enforcement when it comes to these? You would think the Fatal Five seem obvious, that people would do the right thing. Education is extremely important because uh, education equals prevention. So it is about uh, educating that people do genuinely make mistakes. Um, but it's also about uh, enforcement and particularly tar- particularly targeting the people who blatantly disregard uh, the road rules and, and cause uh, people to be put at risk. The thing that stood out for me, in fact, last time I was on for Pilko and the stats came out on this, that older road users making up 13% of the population, but they account for more lives lost, 23%, 14% of serious injuries. How do you engage, how do you educate people that... I guess are older road users and you would think would know. Yeah, I mean, the representation in serious injuries and lives lost is um, disproportionate to the percentage that they make up within the population. And we're acutely aware of that. Um, I don't know that people appreciate it, but prior to COVID, um, SAPOL ran over a 1,000 education sessions and uh, we reached an audience of over 75,000 people. So that's right from preschool children to the elderly. So particularly with the elderly, we run courses for them in terms of their appreciation of the Fatal Five. We run courses in relation to them towing caravans, boats, etc. when they retire. Uh, and we have a number of um, other um, opportunities available for them. If they come online to the SA Police website and go into road safety, there's a suite of um, education for the ageing population. And I guess that's good too, isn't it? It's like a refresher. You think people have driven their entire lives, they would know these things, but it doesn't hurt to get more education and a refresher on that. No, you're right, Lee. What about the juniors and the younger drivers and the younger motorists? Uh, different when you're sort of educating one to another group? It is, because as, as I said, we're sort of cradle to the grave. We're preschool educators right through to um, business to the elderly, um, obviously different uh, ages of school children. So uh, it's really important to the engage them at the correct level and provide the correct messaging and education to them to prevent um, bad outcomes on our roads. you got so much to look after. We're mentioning older drivers, younger drivers, people with caravans, all the rest of it too. Such an important part, cyclists and pedestrians. I mean, that involves everyone, doesn't it, for those people who maybe don't drive on country roads or drive around the metro area. But how do you promote the safe use of, I guess, shared roads when it comes to people on bikes and walking? 
Yeah, look, that's another part of the education that we provide. Um, we engage both the pedestrian council and uh, various groups associated with cycling. For example, we'll have a, um, a stand at the Tour Down Under. Routinely, we, we run a road safety stand there where we actually pass out information to help educate both the cyclists and the pedestrians and uh, an awareness about other road users as well. We're currently at 61 lives lost 63 unfortunately 63 that's right of course two on the weekend how how do you get the message through and and i mean we see these numbers do those numbers get through to people do you think um how, how do we do that so that you know there are some people who have just blatant disregards for the rules and we hear that all the time in the news services but how do we make it so that fatalities don't happen I guess it's about education. We do that in a, in a number of different uh, forums. You'd be aware of SAPOL's uh, campaign that we launched um, on Friday in terms of the uh, life imprisonment campaign where there's a series of testimonials. And they're actual people um, that have actually gone through the trauma of losing a loved one. Yep. Um, so it's really important to try and make people understand that we're not talking about numbers. Um, we used to refer to lives lost as the road toll. We've deliberately changed that to lives lost to get people to reflect about the uh, consequences that can occur from either losing a loved one on our roads or a loved one being seriously injured. And I'm from a small town and you see, as you talk about, not just the direct family involved in the accident, but what it does for the community, what it does for the whole area. It's just one number but it just affects so many people. And that's really important messaging, Leith, that um, it is also about community. It's not just the closest people to the person that's been affected. Uh, and it can have lifelong consequences, and that's what people need to appreciate for an act of stupidity. And the reality is the majority of collisions on our roads mm. can be prevented. But for that split second, the implications and consequences can be catastrophic for a r whole range of people. I read the article the other day talking about the fact that seatbelt use keeps getting mentioned, and I'm thinking, I'm in my 40s. Everyone knows that you wear a seat. How is it not just close the door, keys in, seatbelt? Like, it's an automatic thing to do. It, it's incredible to me, Leith, because in the last five years, 67 people have lost their lives needlessly because they've chosen not to wear a fitted seatbelt. Yep. And unfortunately, out of the 63 lives lost this year, 10 people have chosen not to wear a fitted seatbelt. Now, that's just a basic road safety opportunity that exists in vehicles. Bob Gray is the SAPOL Superintendent Officer in Charge, Traffic Services Branch, part of our guest here with our state. Sarah Clark's been waiting patiently in the corner. Thank you for that, Sarah. I figured we'll speak to the Superintendent first on the ground, knows what all it's about. But you're in the Department of Infrastructure and Transport and you're the Director of Road Safety and Policy Research. Let's talk about this from your point of view, road safety and the importance of that and getting that message through for people. Yeah, thanks, Leith. Um, as I think Bob's already touched on, each year um, an average of 96 people lose their lives on SA's roads and an average of 608 people are seriously injured. Um, so I think as we've, as we've covered in a way, um, that loss of life and serious injury has a devastating impact on families, friends and communities. Um, somebody has a serious injury, that's something that um, can take many years to recover from or, or lead to a permanent disability. Yeah. Um, I guess at a at sort of a practical level, we also need to think about the impacts it has on first responders and also the flow-on effects through the costs to government and to the community through healthcare costs, for example. So each year, road trauma costs the Australian community about $30 billion. So that's a, that's a national figure. Wow. You don't think of that often too, do you? You think about the family involved, you think about the person, what it does for the community. You, you, police have got to go to that scene. You know, ambulance officers have got to go to that scene. That's very tough for them too. 
Mm. Um, what about this particular strategy? How is it different? How is this important, I guess, from previous approaches and previous strategies you've had? Sure. Thanks, Leith. Um, so the strategy is an important document because it will guide the South Australian government's actions and investments in road safety outcomes over the next 10 years. And that's a way of making sure that we focus on the things that will have a greatest impact in reducing lives loss and serious injuries on our roads. It also sets some ambitious targets for um, reductions in lives loss and serious injuries. So it's the idea is it sets us on a pathway to reduce lives loss by 50% by 2031 and 30% for serious injuries by 2031. What about the different ways that we can improve road safety? You've got the years of Adelaide. What can you tell us? What can we be doing to help? So in terms of some of the things that people can do, so in developing the strategy, we had a bit of a look at, um, as well as issues that have been identified at a national level, yep. what are some of the key, what do the road safety statistics tell us are some of the key issues here in SA? Um, so we, we did a bit of a deep dive around the issue of driver fatigue, for example. Um, so there's been a lot of work done nationally looking at things like driver destruction um, and drink driving, but driver fatigue looked like a bit of a gap. And at the same time, um, analysis of South Australian crash data suggests that on average a factor of around 10 crashes um, result it's it's one in, in, sorry getting my words <laughs> it's a factor in about one in 10 crashes sure. which which is quite significant um, in terms of road safety um, so what we did is we went away and we went well how can we find out a bit more about this problem um, and we did some statistical surveys and what that told us is that most people know not to drive while they're tired and they know that they need to take a break but most people, I think it was around 80% of our survey respondents, still did in certain situations. And, and so in terms of a, a practical tip, if you like, it's um, we, we all know not to drive when we're tired, um, but to do things like planning your trip and making sure you factor in breaks and allowing for that when, you, when you're off on your, your, your holiday across regional SA. Yep, because people um, do, they, they think that, don't they? Oh, okay, I'm going four hours, five hours, six hours, but look, if I stop, it's going to add 10 minutes to the trip and yeah. I'll only stop if absolutely necessary. For a That's right. And you can see how people might think they can power through it. Mm. Um, but the, the science tells us that if, you, if you're sleep deprived, it's, it's, it's like drink driving. So research suggests that if you've had 17 hours of lack of sleep, it's like having a blood alcohol content of 0.05. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah. easy to underestimate and think that you're, you're tough. But, yeah, so as an example of a practical thing, that's one of the things that came out of our research yep. in developing the strategy that we need to get some more messaging out about that so people understand those sorts of issues. And, Bob, you see that, don't you, in, in your line of work where that distraction is right up the top? Like you've got drink driving and drug driving and seatbelts, but people distracted, be it mobile phones, be it tired, be it loose concentration, kids in the back, whatever the case might be, that's one of the real big points, isn't it? That's that's right, Leith. I mean, over the last five years, distraction's been the biggest cause of lives lost and serious injuries on our roads. And uh, just this year, year to date, it's, it, it, we attribute that to about 48% of the lives lost on our roads. Wow, so half. Well, um, if it's okay with you, we might take some questions, people lining up and, and they're sending through uh, emails and text messages and calls. So we'll get to those if you've got any questions for Sarah and for Superintendent Bob Gray. Um, just before we go to the break and, and we get to those, can I ask Sarah, you mentioned a little bit there with the surveys. Can you talk us through the nuts and bolts? How do you come up with a strategy like this? Uh, so in terms of the developing the strategy, we... Um we followed a process of holding a series of webinars with road safety stakeholders through the first part of last year, which yep. is why they're online. Um, and then from there, we put out, a, I guess, a, an information sheet for the community that outlined some of the 
key statistics and drivers around road safety issues in the state and put out a, a statewide survey via the Your Say website, um, seeking feedback from the community and stakeholders about what they saw as being the priorities from a road safety perspective. We also had a look at... Um, I guess what the Centre for Automotive Safety Research tells us works to improve road safety. They're a a research-based body based here in SA. Um, And they did some modelling for us around um, the benefits of different road safety measures um, and what sort of impacts they they could achieve, just to make sure that in setting a target, we Mm. have an evidence base for that. And I don't mean this flippantly, but this has been going on a long time. You guys must pull your hair out that the message isn't getting through or isn't getting through as much as you would like that we still see these huge numbers, unfortunately, of fatalities on our roads. Yeah, unfortunately, it is uh, it is tragic and it is frustrating, but uh, the reality is we just have to keep trying to educate the public and uh, get the best outcomes we can for people using our roads. We'll take a short break. Uh, Sarah Clark is here, Director of Road Safety and Policy, uh, Research Department of Infrastructure and Transport, and Superintendent Bob Gray, Officer in Charge of the Traffic Service Branch at SAPOL. If you have any questions when it comes to this particular uh, South Australian road safety strategy, or if you have a question about the road toll or anything to do with safe driving on our roads, please give us a call, 8223 or you can send a text or an email. We'll get to those next. Sunday nights from 7, join Sean Fuster with his partner in crime, Daniel Pinozzo, for Just Lawful, the Adelaide crime stories that will leave you stunned. Thanks to Crime Stoppers SA and Police Credit Union, supporting better communities. CrimestoppersSA.com.au The new Nissan Navara has landed. It's got a 3.5-ton brake towing capacity, one-ton payload, and an intelligent off-road around-view monitor. Head to your Nissan dealer for a test drive. T's and C's apply. Who can fix the shower? Service today. Who can fix the power? Service today. Yes, we can, is what we say. Service today. Every time you see our bright yellow trucks in your area, we're helping out your neighbours. We can help you too. So for the best plumbing, electrical, heating and cooling work, call Service Today 24-7. Can you fix the shower? Yes, we can. Can you fix the power? Yes, we can. Yes, we can, is what we say. Service today. Call 1300-SERVICE. You can't go past the IGA Big Deal Sale for great specials right across the store. Like Coca-Cola, Sprite or Fanta 2-litre selected varieties only $2.25 each. Now at your local IGA. Offer ends August 3. Participating stores only. Excludes Foodland. So the Walk a Mile in My Boots challenge is back for 2021, so it is time to put yourself in someone else's shoes. The challenge is about literally taking steps to support people who are experiencing homelessness. And it's all taking place this week. We encourage everyone to brave the cold early on Friday morning. Walk a mile for more, or more, in fact, if you want to go that extra mile, you can do so and support the Hutt Street Centre. We want to get to the collective goal of 60,000 miles, so that is 10 for each of the 6,000 people here experiencing homelessness in South Australia. And your participation helps Hutt Street Centre continue the amazing work that they do, providing life-changing wellbeing and professional services to rebuild lives, which, as you know, they've been doing for more than 65 years now. It's incredible. The Walk a Mile in My Boots Challenge. You can register at Canberra. Hello. Frank Walker from National Tiles. Our family company has been selling the best quality wall and floor tiles from Italy, Spain and around the world for over 42 years to professional builders, tilers and do-it-yourselfers. The secret of National Tile success is the very best quality tiles at the guaranteed lowest prices every day of the year. 
So for immediate delivery of the best quality tiles at the lowest prices, rush into National Tiles or buy online now and save. Hi, I'm Izzy and my family runs St Louis Home Care, which was started by my great-grandma 75 years ago. I wanted to introduce you to Deb, a carer and our receptionist. She's great. Hi, Izzy. Deb, you've been at St Louis for 10 years. What do you love about it? Oh, it's a great family-friendly environment and everyone's happy. That's because St Louis got them covered. With everything from shopping and meals to gardening and home maintenance. And don't forget the social activities. Google St Louis Home Care to find out how my family can help take... It's time to complete your census. This year, you can start as soon as you receive your instructions if you know where you'll be on census night, Tuesday the 10th of August. Visit census.abs.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, Canberra. Take care of yours. This commercial really should have your business name in it because it'll be heard a lot over two weeks. On the way to work, dropping the kids at school and picking them up, you'll hear it on the drive home too. It's part of the 5AA branding program. Designed to get your business maximum exposure for minimal bucks. And it works because you, along with thousands of others, are hearing it right now. Visit 5AA.com.au and replace this commercial with your commercial. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA approved caravan crash repairer. This is Leith Forest. 11 minutes to two, sitting in for Pilco this week. This is our state, the new South Australian road safety strategy. Sarah Clark is here from the Department of Infrastructure and Transport and Superintendent Bob Gray, officer in charge when it comes to traffic services branch. We've been talking about all things safe driving on our roads and the road toll and the strategies going ahead to educate and inform people about those. People have questions, including Faye from Windsor Gardens. If you both have you, I should have asked in the break, we were discussing everything else. If you've got some headphones on there you want to chuck on, you'll be able to hear Faye's question. Faye, good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon to all of you. Um, actually, I've got a question and a comment. Um, the question, first of all, is with regard to the road toll, which has always on, been on my mind and everybody else's, I would like to ask, is there any reason as to why we, um, why we keep figures um, of the road toll from, you know, from one year to the next? I'm not saying that we shouldn't do this. Of course we should. But is there any reason why, why we, any special reason reason as to why we keep count of these and the comment that I would like to make regarding the other part of it is that um, with speed now I'm a person in my mid seven sorry in my early 70s I'm a person with a vision impairment and have never been able to drive a car and never will be able to drive a car and probably thank God for that too however um, your greatest enemy in trying to curb the amount of um, road deaths and that is by cutting down the speed on the, on the roads and um, the fact is I would like to hear and see more uniformity on the on the roads like you've got a certain speed in one like uh, like you might have 50 kilometers in one part 35 in another and uh, 40 and so forth and I would like to see that Leveled out to um, to one figure. I I can understand the frustration of uh, some people saying, "Oh, it's too slow," and all the rest of it. And um, I would just like some more input on, you know, in the uniformity, because I think that would 
have to help cut down the uh, amount of deaths on the road by you, sharing, you know, more, sharing more uniformity. Okay, let's discuss that because I guess that's something that you've probably heard a lot, that from 40 into 50 into 60, country roads from 110 down to 100. Is that something that when you discuss and you talk to all the, the major players and you get all the information, is that something that comes up? Yeah, thanks, Lee. Um, so the speed that vehicles travel is one way of influencing road safety outcomes. Um, in terms of the road safety strategy, what we've done is propose a range of measures that are designed to work alongside each other to yep. improve road safety. Um, in terms of um, sp speed limits that are set on particular roads, we, we do have a set of standard policies that apply around that. Um, and, and, and they also apply in relation to the local government network, which is where local councils um, provide guidance and advice yeah. on speed limits. Have you noticed that over your four decades of work, Bob, the, you know, people, that seems to be a gripe that people have, that there are different speed limits. But again, if you look at that list of the fatal five, confusion on limits doesn't necessarily seem to be one of those. It's distraction, speeding, drink driving, drug driving, seatbelts, etc. Yeah, as Sarah said, there's a um, policy around how speed limits are set and um, certainly Sarah is well uh, equipped to answer questions in relation to that. But um, it, it is it is frustrating, um, but we really it's just a matter of people having an appreciation. Uh, and I guess Faye's question also was in relation to why we report on lives lost on our roads and we also report on serious injury crashes. And we do that because we want to educate the public and make them appreciate the human cost uh, and everything else associated with lives that are lost and serious injuries on our roads. And we also do that because we analyse carefully um, what the causations are in relation to all lives lost and serious injury crashes, and that gives us an evidence-based opportunity to move forward and mitigate the risk on our roads. John from Normanville sent in a text message. He is a SES member. He's alarmed at the number of drug-affected drivers that they have to go out and contend with when it comes to vehicle incidents. For those of us who are maybe you know out of the realm, we know drink driving's been around forever, unfortunately. Are you noticing more drug drivers? Is that a, is that a new sort of 2021 problem in previous years? It's certainly something that we're noticing. Uh, unfortunately, one in seven people that we stop and drug test test positive to a drug, uh, and it's certainly a rising factor in people that are losing their lives and that are seriously injured on our roads. This text message, uh, I guess this might be past your time, but we'll see what happens. Can you see technology being involved more? This text message said uh, remote cameras in the country, proactive uh, police drones. Do you think we'll get to that point? You can only police and patrol so much, I guess. That's why the education, you need the drivers to do the right thing. Look, we're always looking at um, technology. That's a cornerstone of SAPOL's road safety strategy. And um, the government's in the process at the moment of procuring the uh, mobile distraction cameras. So technology is something that we're always using and evaluating to get the best possible outcomes we can. And Sarah, John says uh, states have been running education programs for decades with no light at the end of the tunnel. Do you need to think laterally, e.g. road safety advertising and education funds may be being redirected to drug and alcohol programs? Is that something that you look at when it comes to the underlying causes and work on those, or do you try and find a nice balance between the two? Well, thanks for that, Leith. And that's really what this process is all about. So it's about getting feedback from the community and people like John about their suggestions and ideas about what we can do to improve road safety. Let's, before we uh, wrap up, and I appreciate your time, both of you this afternoon, 
We've got two minutes before we're going to get to... Oh, in fact, I might take Pat quickly and then I'll get to the last point that I had. But, Pat, you've got a question on road signage? Uh, yes. Uh, one thing that baffles me in that, in that area of things are really uh, uh, bad accidents and fatalities with giveaway signs. Why do we have giveaway signs? Why don't, you, why don't we change them to stop signs? I know that I know that uh, nothing can stop uh, somebody, um, but giveaway signs you don't have to stop. And I've seen so many in the last six years that I've been around this area, so many fatalities on giveaway signs. What do you think about that? So drop the giveaway and just have stopping everywhere. Is that an easy thing to do, Sarah? Oh, thanks, Leif. So there are some uh, national engineering standards and guidelines that apply around what signs we use for yep. what situation. Um, but that said, it's not always right. If people are aware of a particular intersection which they think needs a needs a look at, they can get in touch with the department and let us know. We've got a process to investigate those sorts of things. Um, but that said, all road users have a responsibility to 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 drive safely on our road network and to take care. So just because there's a giveaway sign there, um, you still stop when it's appropriate. Yep. Make sure the path is clear before you get going. What's that old saying? You can lead people to water, you've got to teach them how to fish. You've got a minute to talk to the people of Adelaide. What is the message that you would both like to get out? How do we improve this on our roads? What can people do to do the right thing? Look, as I said previously, most of the serious injuries and lives lost on our roads are preventable. I just ask people to consider the ramifications of a moment of stupidity or a bad decision that they decide to make and what the consequences can be. Um, and as I said, that's really borne out by the current media campaign that we're running uh, where there's testimonials from people that have actually been involved in this from the driver of a vehicle where our life was lost right through and to the parents, to the first responders. So it's not just a number, it's preventable, and it's not something that SAPOL or the Department of Infrastructure and Transport can fix. It's a community approach, and we all want to be safe on our roads. Sarah, you got a last message for us? Yeah, sure thing. So I think um, what's really come out of this strategy is lots lots of suggestions for, about everyday things that people can do to improve road safety. So driving to the conditions, wearing your seatbelt, giving heavy vehicles some space and, and, and looking out for other road users like cyclists and pedestrians, planning your trips so you're not driving when you're tired. Um, and if you're lucky enough to have more than one car, I know not everyone is, but putting your new and novice drivers in the best car you can because um, newer cars are safer. So it's worth thinking about that in terms of those everyday decisions that we all make. Keep up the great work that both of you are doing. I mentioned, I might have mentioned on air and off air, you, you must bang your head that people don't get the message and hopefully that we do. You can just keep educating and keep educating and hopefully that we can get our roads safer, which is a great thing for everyone, not just the people involved, but the flow and effect from that. Again, thank you so much for your time. Keep up the good work. Superintendent Officer in Charge, Bob Gray, Traffic Services Branch of SAPO and Sarah Clark, the Director of Road Safety and Policy Research at the Department of Infrastructure and Transport. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you.